used to us by now well we? hello this is teenage screen <laughs> where we find where we are where always Kirstie professional w- Kirsty waves at me weirdly uh, and we fondly dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror i thought you'd forgotten the tagline <laughs> you were just flailing about i've just got flaily hands um this is flaily hands Kirsty logan and my co-host heather parry god what a fucking we can't even make it through the first beginning now it's going the first beginning great Oh, God. Why didn't the BBC commission this? I can't believe the BBC didn't watch Mad. this podcast. Oh, well, <laughs> would we be able to say all the things that we do say? No, and also they asked me for a script, and I was like, well, the thing is... A script? <laughs> we don't really do it that way. <laughs> I barely read the script. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, Hello, listeners. Today, we're doing... Um, Fear Street. We didn't even have to read a book this week. No, hang on, let me do that. A film trilogy event. Fear Street, part three, 1666. Film trilogy event, I hate it. It's just too much chat. Um, And I'm looking at the poster right now and the tagline is, End the Curse. (laughs) Quite good. End the Kirsty. Oh yeah, I fucking will if you keep flailing around. (laughs) Um... There's a lot of plot, so let's just get going. Okay. Should we, do you want to describe the poster for oh, me? Oh, I don't actually like that. No, it's a bit... It's a, The colour palette's I've odd. liked the other posters. Do you know what this looks like to me? A computer game. Oh. That, that's so old school to call it a computer game. <laughs> computer game. One of those so video old. games PC. they've got now. Well, you do still get PC games. Which actually is my issue with the film, but we'll get into it. Oh. Um, so... Although it is, it does appear to be a photo of an actual person, it looks like CG. Yeah. Of a woman who was in the previous films. But this time she's wearing a white, kind of old-fashioned smock. I'd say smock, Shift. Yeah. Um, and then it says, end the curse. And then we've got our classic, Fair Street, part three, 1666. Um, in very red and very pink. Yeah. And then we've got some kind of spooky tree and like a spooky man. In the corner? Yeah, very good. Spooky and a, tree. a hooded figure. And like it's brown, but like also green blue and also grey, but it's also got the red. It's too. It's ugly and it doesn't look right. And I don't have the design terminology to express why, but there's too much space. Mm. Like her head looks too high up on the poster. Yeah. And there's too much blank space in the middle. Which is weird because I think that's how high up the other people have been on the other posters. But they somehow looked alright. Yeah. I don't like it. I, don't I think like it the either. second one was the best poster, to be honest. The worst film and the best poster. Yeah. In fact, what was the first poster? I'm not going to get into it. Um, notes, notes, notes. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop periodically to have a coffee, otherwise I'm going to fall asleep. Um, so we start with a recap. I love how excited you are by my company. <laughs> so, so flattering to me. Sorry, Kirsty, I just didn't sleep very well because one gigantic pig was fucking snoring next to me. Um, and then I got up early and went You better to the hope gym. David doesn't listen to this. He or, does. Or indeed your pet pig, who he, will be insulted. He always comes into the chat when... Sorry, comes into the room when I'm listening back to the podcast and like skipping through. And I always manage to get the bit where I've slagged him off and he always hears it. It's amazing. Annie sometimes comes in and listens to a bit and then she goes, oh, that was actually funny. And I'm like, still... You're still amazed that I have the capacity to occasionally be entertaining. Annie laughs at me sometimes. Well, she laughs at me, at, not with me. She, she laughs at laugh. you, she doesn't laugh at me. <laughs> um, okay, so our recap. Can I just say, uh, I'm not really like au fait with Netflix. Au fait? <laughs> nice. Um, and I quite like that you can like skip the recap Yes. on Netflix. I'd say a, a good platform uh, on which to watch things. I, yes. I highly recommend. If you've heard of this thing, this Netflix. Hot, <laughs> hot new thing called it's Netflix. It's new. You can also skip, if you're watching a TV show, you can skip the credits. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, but then you should be forced to know who's done all the hard work. But it's when it's the same credits every time. Yeah, true, true. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's just going to be huge, I think. Um, 
<laughs> buy stock now. It's not too late. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, and also buy some, you know, put some fun, seed funding in for this little show that's going to be huge called The Sopranos. <laughs> I heard of this thing, Game of Thrones. I think people are going to be into it. <laughs> Have you heard of Breaking Bad? Um, so the recap. So Dina, um, who is the main character's name, which I, I had... just worked out forgotten that from the previous films and is it sam is the other one sam sam is the her girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. okay so dina finally put the dead hand of sarah fear together with the rest of dead sarah fear if you remember i do unfortunately um, then whoosh <laughs> she <laughs> this is so good i love this recap <laughs> whoosh <laughs> she is sarah fear oh my god and we're in 1666 the most devilish year. Uh, and we know that she's Seraphia, even though she looks like Dina. So I thought that was quite cleverly done. Mm. Like you, you understand that she, you're like seeing the experience through her eyes, but it's Dina who's living it. And all the people around her are the people from the previous two films, which is like, what's the, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio photo where he's like pointing, like holding a glass and then pointing at the screen. And people always oh, use yeah. it for like, they said the name of the film. That's how I felt. Yeah. Um, I like it. Which I usually quite like when the same actors do multiple roles. And now you didn't in this. Well, we'll tell you what the problem is. You probably already have identified the problem. Go on. Because I can't tell the characters apart already. (laughs) The actors look too similar already. So sometimes I didn't know if they were someone from a previous one or who they were in the previous one. Yeah, like I didn't realise that Solomon Good was the same guy as the sheriff. Because they, one, all white men look the same. And two, they put a beard on him. And that really did a number confusing. on me. <laughs> and also just white men with beards. This Again, the Game of Thrones problem. 90% of the cast was white men with beards. The and Mumford you're like, and Sons what? problem. Exactly. <laughs> the Mumford and Sons paradox. Yes. And then you just can't tell them apart. Because remember in the first one, we couldn't tell Dina and her friend apart, apart from they had different hairdos. Yeah. And again, I think the friend popped up in this one, but I can't be sure. No, I wouldn't be able to... I wouldn't be able to tell you. I don't she know. She must have. Anyway, do you, I, I quite like it generally. I quite like the setup for this. Um, and here is the setup. <clears throat> They're all in Union, which is what Shadyside and Sunnyvale used to be called when they were one town. And here's the thing. Here's the major thing. <laughs> They're all Irish? <laughs> Question? <laughs> Irish-ish. I think, I think it's a bold move to ask a lot of young American actors to do an Irish accent. <laughs> like, is it Irish? Is it? The problem with Irish accents, I think, is the same as the problem with Scottish accents, which is everybody thinks that they can do them mm. and they fucking can't. No. I mean, we live in Glasgow and we can't do Scottish accents. No, I wouldn't even dare. No. <laughs> I know it sounds like shit and I hear them every day of my life. <laughs> but it's like... Sometimes it sounded like English. Like, I really couldn't... For, like, 15 minutes, I couldn't work out what it was supposed to be. I was like, it sounds like Scottish, English. And they're very different accents. And also, Mm -hmm. we're saying Scottish and Irish. There are many different Scottish and Irish accents. Yeah, lots of regional accents. Glaswegian, Mm -hmm. very different to Dundonian, very different to Edinburghian. I guess, to be fair, we don't know what accent sounded like in 1666. Well, well, here's my issue. Okay. Oh, yeah. David at one point said, are they going to be doing these accents the whole time? <laughs> yeah, why couldn't they just have their own accents why? as well? Yeah. Because we just, I can't remember what it was now, but we watched something else. Oh, it was Chernobyl, that was it. I think I might have said this on the previous episode. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and they all just kept their accents because it would have been comedy if they'd all tried <laughs> to do Russian accents. It would have just, even if they were good Russian accents, it just would have been so distracting. You know how good my Ukrainian accent is. <laughs> and uh, that is still quite funny. I don't know. Maybe historians will be able to prove me wrong here, and maybe Americans will be shouting at their their laptops, being like, "No, you're wrong." I am fairly sure that the pilgrims who went over to America first weren't Irish. I think they were like Dutch and from like Somerset. Isn't it Yorkshire or Norfolk? I thought so that sort of area. None of which are Irish. <laughs> That's actually a good 
point because I know lots of white Irish people did go to America. Wasn't that later? Later, yeah. Again, we have not done our um, American history for dummies that we said <laughs> we were going to do. So I, mean, I don't know. A load of Irish went over um, from like the famine. Which but was also, what, 18 something? Yeah, actually a lot of them went via um, like the Caribbean and then oh. they were like indentured servants, not slaves, like very different. Do you know what's weird? Americans say Caribbean, but they say Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, true. To refer to the film. Isn't that weird? I say Caribbean because What's that about? Uh, we had a peripatetic violin teacher who came to my junior school who was from the Caribbean and said the Caribbean. Oh. And then also everyone in Latin America says Caribbean. Oh. So I think I maybe used to say Caribbean. Um, but yeah, so they went and they were like indentured uh, servants over there. And then through that, they indigenous servants so they can like work their way up essentially whereas like slaves can't and then they got up and then they moved to america and became like the landowning you know some of them became like landowning people but that's later so why don't all these kids sound like they're from the west country (laughs) i've also heard a theory any linguists listening correct me but i have also heard a theory that what we think of as american accents are actually very old irish accents Mm. There is like a huge, there's actually a bit of crossover with American and Scottish as well. Mm. Like some things are said really the same. Um, but anyway, so the accents are just a fucking nightmare. And I don't know why they didn't just have them be American. Because you would never be like, oh, Americans wouldn't have sounded like that though in 1666. You would never. Care. Now you're like, wow, look at that kid doing that cod oldie Irish accent. And like, would And they can would... never get the vowels. It's always American sounding vowels as well. It's yeah. never right. And also like, what did Irish sound like in 1666? If American sounded different, anyway. I mean, I guess we could be charitable and say maybe it sounded exactly like that. <laughs> I'm not going to Who be. Who knows? I'm not going to be charitable. <laughs> okay. So Kirsty. God, you did sleep badly. Kirsty. I'm afraid. The full moon rises before nightfall. A good night to enjoy the fruits of the land. <laughs> So, <laughs> Does it say that in the film? That's what they say to each other. I don't remember that. So they, the first dialogue... It's, it's not as good as Woods, though, like to live deliciously, is it? <laughs> um, Sarah Fear. I will say Dina is, like, very gorgeous. Like, mm-hmm. I like looking at her face. Um, she goes out into, you know, it's very, like, oldie-worldie American, like, exactly what you'd think. And quite a good set. Pastos. It looks, mm-hmm. it looks good. Pastos. Very accurate past. Um... So when all these young people go past each other, one says, the full moon rises before nightfall, and the other one says, a good night to enjoy the fruits of the land, to signal that they are all in on this thing where they're going to go to the woods at night and take forest drugs. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Which again, a party. I quite like, because that would have been what they did, because people take drugs. Um... So they've got these forest drugs mainly from a reclusive widow. Witch, 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 it's a witch, it's a witch, it's a witch! Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And then they all get really spangly. Um, spangly, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got spangly for ages. <laughs> we've got some camera trickery, we've got some weird editing, and we're all spangly. Um, oh, and when they went to the witch's house, oh, sorry, the old widow's house, to get the... the old widow. Spangly. She's like our age. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah, I guess I hate to break it to you. Um, Sarah saw a spooky book of black magic spooky uh but then she just puts that out of her mind and goes and gets fucked up on drugs as you would and while they're all fucked up caleb uh caleb you always We've had this conversation caleb, <laughs> caleb, caleb i like how you say caleb caleb um he harasses uh sarah and hannah but mainly hannah and is like do you want to fuck um and hannah is sarah's girlfriend hannah is sam yeah why is she why is she called hannah it's um, confusing why is anyone called anything why doesn't she have the same name None of them do. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just thought they could have. It would have been interesting. So Sarah and Hannah are Dina and Sam. Because then that that makes me ask, like, is it meant to be that Hannah is an ancestor of Sam? Or is it just that is Sam in the body of... Do you know what I mean? Like how Dina is in the body of Sarah is... uh, (laughs) Sam. I was going to call her Ham. (laughs) Is Ham in the body of Sarah? No, but... Oh, no, that is a good question. But I think Sarah is just seeing them all as people she knows. Oh, okay. Dina and Sarah. Got you. As, because Dina's not an a ancestor of Sarah. No, no. I don't think so. They're just... Oh, maybe. Well, I don't know. I don't think it's made clear. No. But anyway, Hannah is uh, Sam. 
and Caleb uh, <laughs> starts to be like, you wanna fuck? And then she's like, no! And then Sarah... Direct dialogue <laughs> in the film. <laughs> Dina, Sarah, like, is like, get off. And then makes a joke about his erection, and then everyone laughs, and blah, 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 blah. And then they go off, Hannah and Sarah, and there's almost nearly a hint of four seconds of cunnilingus. Yes. <laughs> almost. It's almost suggested that it almost happens. Which is my sex life. <laughs> Just a second, a hint of cunnilingus. Oh, done. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, sorry. You were nearby. Um, Let's read a Fear Street book now. <laughs> they, I just don't know why, like... I don't know how it affects the ratings to have a girl at another girl's crotch, like, kissing her bare thighs, and then come up and stop. Like, sh- yeah. what? just if it's, you know, have something happen. But they didn't, that's fine. And not even, like, a cutaway, like, oh sex happened a moment ago and you just didn't see it was mm-hmm. just like no she just stood up and it was then it, that's you finished and then more kissing and then I feel that's... like if that happened you'd be a bit like can we do that <laughs> do that typical male Again? thing of just pushing their head down <laughs> oh my god I would never wanna... push someone's head down that's awful <laughs> um... <laughs> oh do men really do that yeah come on Ugh, yuck oh no it's awful that's never had the, you never had the weighty hand on the back no, of the head that's gross oh it's terrible <laughs> Don't ever put Yuck. people towards your crotch. They will go if they want to go there. Unless you've clarified in advance that for some reason that's what they're into. <laughs> they're like, I really like having my head pushed down. I Fine, really then love you can do it. The patronising, overly forceful, weighty hand on the back of my head. Can you do that? Hey, some people are into it. Let's not kink shame. Yeah. So but my... again, clarify it beforehand. Don't just do it. Yeah, everything is consent. Uh, Mad Thomas did not get consent for watching this almost cunnilingus happen though he did not mm. um, oh and that's bad because Hannah's mum and like everyone else in the town isn't cool with the whole lesbian thing ooh morality play which I guess they probably wouldn't be well who knows wouldn't they though because like in the past everyone just used to fuck everything everyone like homophobia is like kind of a relatively new thing like the Greeks were all at it like the Greeks thought it was the I know, but I think love. the Greeks and 1600s pilgrims, that is that's quite, a long way quite away, different. Yeah. And but also there was a real connection between witchcraft and sex. Like, do, it, do you already know this about why it's broomsticks? Why witches fly on broomsticks? Oh, I read this the other day, and it's because those women, when they were cleaning, they used to put, like, something on top of the broomstick and then, like, fuck themselves with it. Well, apparently it was because there was this belief that witches would take these flying ointments. Mm. So witches... They couldn't actually fly. There wasn't. It wasn't believed that they could literally fly in the sky, but they would have visions where they were flying. Right. Because, yeah, you would get all these herbs and put them on a broom handle, and the quickest way to get them in your body is in your vagina. Mm-hmm. But to get them far in enough, you would use a broom handle. <laughs> so then there's this idea of, like, when it talks about riding a broomstick, it means, like, putting it up your back. Like a Scottish person would say, riding. Exactly. Oh, wow. Exactly. Riding your boyfriend, riding a broomstick. <laughs> so they really just all had really like herby cervixes, yeah. services. Yeah, and I don't know if you should put random plants up there, unless you really know what they are. <laughs> I don't think you should even use um, coconut oil as lube. Who does that? Some people do. It's not good it... for condoms, is it? No. And I mean, it's not, not that I have a fucking clue about condoms. But... <laughs> it's not good for your general uh, vaginal <laughs> bacteria, I don't think. Just putting stuff up there. Maybe don't just put anything up there. Look, we've all had that phase. <laughs> we all had that teenage phase where fucking everything went up there. But I don't know. If no, that's some true. of it came out. I don't know if that's true either. I know no? you did. No, me neither. I definitely didn't. I definitely know it's fine. It's fine. Um, so, a couple of points. You've lost your train of thought now. Sarah's brother has the best accent in the whole thing. Okay. I, feel I don't like remember. He's, he's the only like proper train trained actor um so the whole bit when they go to the forest here's my issue with it there it's at night but what they've done is day for night filming where you film it in the day because you don't want to have like the lighting rig because it's quite difficult to shoot at night right like you have to set up a whole thing and if it's blah 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 but day for night filming is only really supposed to be used if you're like close-ups of things or people's faces mm. and this is like landscape shots right and there's loads of them so it looks like shit is that why it looks weird because i found a lot of the shots to me looked like cg yeah 
They look like a computer game. Yeah, because it's day for night. Is that filming. why it looks weird? All the all the nighttime ones, anyway. Yeah, but the other oh. stuff. Because I thought some of the scenes that we'll get to later in the church to me looked like a computer game. Oh, interesting. But I don't know why. But I'd like what annoys me is like maybe if you'd not spunked the fucking production budget on the fucking music from the <laughs> first two, maybe you could afford a nighttime lighting rig. Like it's just like little things like this, isn't it? Like weird direction. I feel like I'm getting really obsessed with direction lately like we watched an episode of Poirot the other day because I need to put something on while I'm crocheting um you're so up to date on all your tv watching (laughs) Poirot's so like fun it's really can be fun um and I was just like what why have like you know when you're really aware of their directorial choices and you're like that was just a bad choice why did you do that like Mm -hmm. all these people acting really well the script's really and then something just jumps out and you're like why the fuck did you do why did you do that? It looks awful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that was my issue with that. You shouldn't be able to tell that you've picked the cheap option. In a Netflix thing, you shouldn't be able to tell they've picked the cheap option for filming. Is that not the case for a lot of stuff in film? That if They say that about sound effects. If you become aware of them, they're not well done. Yeah. They should shit. just be so smooth that you don't even notice them. Mm. Same with the music. You could say that all three of these films have really failed on like basic... <laughs> production issues i am going to defend this um segment when we get to the end of it okay but i'm i don't disagree with anything you're saying okay i'm gonna burp am i excellent oh that it I was mainly wait. it was mainly in and then you have not been doing internal burps on the podcast recently maybe i've just not been mentioning them maybe i see because <laughs> <laughs> the mic is further away from me now thank not you for your like, service <laughs> i was doing them at the book festival when i had my little lapel mic on and i was like oh no it's really close to my throat do you think that picks it up I don't know. I'm always paranoid that it's going to fall off and I'll do a silent fart and it won't be silent, but the <laughs> mic will have gone right by my bum. And then... <laughs> I know that if the mic falls off, you won't think you'll notice. I know. I'll just keep talking. <laughs> I've been doing lots of Zoom classes, like teaching Zoom classes recently. And quite often, if I'm showing a slide, all I can see on my screen is the slide and I can't see anyone. And I'm like, am I, am I still on? Someone told me the other day... Is is everyone just doing fingers, middle fingers at the screen? I can't tell. I think it was um, Graham Armstrong the other day that told me he'd done a Zoom event and his sound had gone off. And, like, the mic on his laptop had gone, so he was just gesticulating silently to (laughs) all these people. Did nobody tell him? (laughs) I suppose, how do you do it? Like, you don't look at the chat when you're, like, speaking on Zoom, do you? Well, yeah, you would hope someone would be... Well, like, waving at their cameras like this. You would hope someone would be chairing it or something and would tell him. I would get a bit of paper and write your sounds off and hold (laughs) it up. You're going to write tune and hold it up. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so plot. Um, Hannah's dad, the next day... Hannah's dad is the pastor. uh, Not the food, the uh, religious man. (laughs) Uh, he's, He's... Entirely made of pasta. Um, he's like seemingly possessed. Um, not just possessed by homophobia. Hey! <laughs> Sarah wants to get him some proper medicine, which I found interesting because I'm like, oh, what does she mean by that? What what would what's proper medicine in that area? Anti-possession medicine. Yeah, that. I've got some, just in case. Cool. <laughs> um, just in case I need to slather it all over Never a broom know. and fuck myself with it. Uh, but Hannah says she can't see Sarah anymore. Because basically she thinks that lesbianism has brought possession upon her father. Um, oh, and everyone else thinks that too. I mean, is he a lesbian? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, lesbianism is so potent that it just curses everyone in the vicinity. I mean, I know that's how I caught it. <laughs> it's viral. It spreads virally. I mean, I live very close to you and I've had a catastrophic morning, so I'm just saying. I'm... A lesbian now? Yeah. What? I don't follow your train of thought. I'm going to have a bad morning? You're, you're, I'm possessed now. You're a lesbian. You do know this. Uh-huh. Where, where are we going with this? I'm oh, I see. That... It's me. Yes. I spread it to you. I yeah. get you. Oh, my Lord. I'm not... I'm tired. <laughs> uh, Our very large mirror fell off the wall at six this morning and woke us up, so I'm tired. <laughs> Fair play. Um, so, yeah, they all think that lesbianism has cursed the whole town now. Um... And lesbianism has cursed each. <laughs> and it's because Mad Thomas told them all he saw almost cunnilingus happen. Imagine, like, if, if it curses the whole time with almost cunnilingus. Imagine what, like, fisting would do. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No one fist. I promise you that until the end of this podcast, at least, I will not fist. Is heterosexual fisting okay? Like, 
Oh, and I, I, I suppose a man could fist a woman, but I was also I thinking I don't like your gestures right now. <laughs> Sorry. I don't appreciate Let's these gestures. Let's get off fisting. Let's get off fisting. Um, so I didn't mention this, but at the start, which is a good bit I like, which this can be cursed these KKK corner. Um, the... Please stop calling it that. <laughs> Please stop. At the start, um, there was like a wild pig uh, giving birth. And uh, Dina, Sarah's brother, was like, oh no. And Sarah Fear helped those wild pigs be born. I think that was what it was. Um, and then after this happens, they go and it's eaten all of its babies, mm. uh, which is really brutal. And they've just got like this pig just in this <laughs> blood soaked hay being like, ah, 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 ah. Although that, you know, that is what happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Especially hamsters. Yeah, I've heard that. They just fucking kill Rabbits all the babies. as well, I think. Ooh. You're not to, and cats. In fact, if your pet of any kind has a baby, don't touch the babies because oh. they will eat them. Really? Well, they can eat them. Ugh. I mean, I don't know. I'm no expert. We're Any not vets vet. listening. We're, Who knows? We're not vets. We're not legal experts. We're not social we just, health experts. We're just don't waffle shite that we found on Google, to be honest. Don't take any of this. Take take this with such a massive pinch of salt. In fact, if you're making any life decisions based on something you hear in this podcast, please rethink. Please. <laughs> Maybe fisting is fine. <laughs> Again, we don't take that either. <laughs> Maybe it's not. Who knows? Google say fisting before you do anything. <laughs> Um, so it's eating all of its babies. Before you do anything. <laughs> before you take a paracetamol. Before you breathe. Before, before you, you poach an egg. Drive down the street. Uh, anyway, Sarah kills that murderous pig mother with an axe. I mean, that wasn't necessary. I did think, I liked that bit though. Mm. It was just a, a, you know, a bit of like... Good insight oh, into her character. What is she capable of? Mm-hmm. Um, so the dialogue is completely anachronistic. Mm. They say things like frigid bitch and half six, which I just don't think they said. In the 1600s. And again, it would be fine if they not over-egged the pasto bit so much. I'm not convinced, again, I might be wrong, any clock experts listening? <laughs> I don't believe at the time they would have had clocks that they could be so accurate oh. with. Because I know at the time, in the in the Middle Ages, I know the Middle Ages is a long time, but I know people wouldn't have had clocks in their houses. Right. It would have been the church would ring bells on the hour so you would know which hour you were in because of the bells from right. the church. How did but the you church wouldn't... know? Um, I guess they had a clock. Because there uh... were clocks. Oh, I see, okay. It's just they were very expensive. I see. Like how mirrors, like there were mirrors, they were just incredibly expensive. Interesting. So people didn't, you wouldn't have a mirror in your house. Oh, I didn't know unless that. Unless you were rich. Big pieces of glass are very expensive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are... Again, I think. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Please don't take any of this as a fact. You can quote this in your theses. Yes. Um, no need your, to do further research. Not your feces. <laughs> there are several seconds of silence in the film, so it's much better than the second one. Uh, yeah, and they didn't have a 1666 playlist to choose from, which is a vast improvement. <laughs> there was no music then. Music was very expensive in the Middle Ages, and only the churches would have had them. <laughs> um, so, lesbianism is coursing through the town as a curse. Um, and then there's a dead dog in the I well. Want to go there? Oh, not there. <laughs> dog, dog got fisted presumably, and is now oh, dead in the well. Why so is the, this happening? The water is ruined, and then I believe all the food is wrecked as well. And then here is the best bit, in my opinion, of the whole film. The pasta, the, they can't find him. <laughs> I can't help hearing that. It's pasta, <laughs> pasta. <laughs> a man who's made entirely of spaghetti. Uh, they try, they can't find him, so they go and find him, and he's like what's the word, proselytizing? He's like preaching to a chapel full of kids, uh, but he's taken out his own eyes and he's killed all of the children and also taken out their eyes as well. And that it looks really good. That is brutal as fuck. It is. It really is. That's horrible. But like, he's like, I can see, I can see now, I can see the truth. And then, um, yeah. It's very Batista. event horizon. It is, yeah. I do like eye out things and, and bleeding eye socket I mean, I hate them, which means I like them in horror. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's horrible. I'm not, like, particularly sensitive. Like, I can have people touch my eyes and things and I don't mind. But, Ooh. like, yeah, the way it's done is just very good. The setup is good. The little chapel. Like, good. Well done. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i give you that one. <laughs> I feel like that's the scene on which they sold the whole film. To do Netflix. You think, I don't know. I like this whole segment more than you did, but no, I like we'll this segment. Okay, no, um, I mean like the, the whole sixteen sixty six part. No, I did. Oh, okay. I mean, a lot of it is shit. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> the, the accents are really bad, but I I liked it. Um, 
So the town obviously blames the gays uh, and they're going to kill Sarah and Hannah. Uh, it's a literal witch hunt. Not, yeah. you know, transphobes, not being able to be transphobes online without people calling them out on it or whatever people call witch hunts these days. Mm-hmm. Um, literal witch hunt. But Sarah gets... A, sorry, there's quite a lot of plot here and we're not even near the end of the film. So Sarah gets away, Sarah Dina, but Hannah is caught and she's going to be executed at dawn. I don't know why they never just kill people. Like, why do you wait if you're going to kill someone? It's a good question. To give it time to, the plot to feel <laughs> more fair? Maybe. Maybe they're like, you'll have a trial. And then they're like, actually, no. Can't be bothered with the trial. <laughs> so Sarah goes to um, Solomon Good for help. And Solomon is like, she's basically kind of like betrothed to him, I think. Despite I think so. being a raging gay. Um, I don't, you, they didn't have a gay marriage then. That's true, and he did. He did stop the, the pasta, <laughs> the spaghetti, from killing her. Uh, so he is a good man, capital letters. But comparatively, we'll comparatively. But here's the thing, Kirsty. While she's hiding in his house, she finds <gasps> secret tunnels, <gasps> secret gay tunnels. No, just straight tunnels, full of a ritual. Oh, the worst kind of sorts. <laughs> the widow's spooky book. <gasps> Guess what? It was Solomon who brought the curse upon Union. He not done it. Cunnilingus. He done it. He he bet he didn't do Cunnilingus. Oh, I bet not. Uh, so he made a deal with the devil, as you do. Uh, the devil could have the. I bet pasta. the devil does do Cunnilingus. Oh yeah, I bet he loves it. I will probably have a lot of people switching off as soon as I said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I tell you that there's like a really good bit on uh, The Sopranos, it's the last time I mentioned it, where like it comes out that the kind of like old boss, um, Corrado, is like really into giving head, <laughs> like just fucking loves cunnilingus and it like ripples through the whole organisation and kind of like mocks him. But I was like, Hi. I love that he loves it. Why? Why? Because, you know, it's all about gender performance, isn't it? The whole oh, show okay. is about gender performance. And I like, don't see why that scene is, like, unmasculine. Surely, like... It's the lo- most masculine. Loving cunt is, like, the most heterosexual <laughs> man thing you can do. But heterosexuality, you know, mainstream gender roles aren't really about any logical thing. Right. Which is what the entire show of The Sopranos is about. Commission my essay. Or book. Whatever. I can write the whole thing. You'll write anything. I'll write anything. <laughs> I passed out getting a blood test last week because I had been up too late writing an essay about The Sopranos and then didn't eat. That was fun. That was silly. Spilled a cup of water all over my crotch. Had to walk home looking like I had pissed myself. You should always have a little protein bar in your bag. Yeah, they did give me a chocolate bar. Okay, Rosie, I hear you snorting. I'm sure everybody hears you snorting. Did someone say cunnilingus? <laughs> Don't. She is a, well, she, we used to think she was a little lesbian dog, but she's now obsessed with... The dog next door, who is a, a little boy dog. Bisexual dog? Mm-hmm. The worst kind. I don't know if she... He's a little puppy, so I don't know if she sees him as, like, her little baby. Oh, Rosie. I know. He's called Buster. Oh, Buster. Don't get oh, me the don't mic. Oh, don't do that, Rosie. <laughs> she wants to say her piece, finally. I don't love Buster. We're just friends. <laughs> I would never forsake my girlfriend. Me, I'm her girlfriend. She always goes straight into my crotch when I show up at the house. Is that what you think girlfriends do? Yeah, Just straight into the crotch. <laughs> straight, no. straight into the crotch. <laughs> so, here's the deal. The very goth deal <laughs> with the devil. The devil can have one person every few years. So this time it was uh, the pastor. Mm-hmm. And in return, Solomon would get power. <laughs> pastor. <laughs> uh, Solomon would get power, prosperity and legacy. Ooh. Hugely goth. Um, and he's like, it's just one person every few years. And Sarah was like, yeah, but then he killed 12 kids. So it's kind of 13. Um, you know, 12 innocent kids. And then here's a bit I liked. Solomon said, who is innocent? Seeing as the whole town hate you for being different. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Some kind of very thin moral nuance. (laughs) But he's not wrong. I don't know if it's fair to say that the kids hate her. Like, kids just hate what they're told to Oh, hate. no, I don't think he's blaming the kids. Oh, I just okay. think she's like, you're doing this on innocent people. And he's like, what's mm. innocence, hey? Um, <laughs> Does he say it in that voice? Hey, what's innocence? About as accurate an Irish accent <laughs> <laughs> as we get. Um, so he wants Sarah to be by his side. She says no. They fight. He cuts her hand off. Plot point, plot point. 
she gets. I have an issue with the hand thing, and we'll come back to it. That she gets her hand cut off and then it's... just keeps running around. Not even that. I just think it's a wasted narrative opportunity, but we'll come back to it. Oh, okay. Uh, she gets out of the tunnels by breaking through a wooden floor, which is very Kill Bill. Um, it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like you just can't do that. So anymore. we've got a bit of Event Horizon, a bit of Kill Bill, which are two good films. Yeah, but they're not really relevant to this film, are no, they? No, not at all. No. But the townspeople find her anyway, and then they say they're going to kill both her and Hannah. But in quite a nice bit, she saves Hannah by confessing to bewitching her. And I was like, no, it's all my fault. I am the true lesbian, and I, my sheer lesbianism thing. bewitched this poor woman. Um, and I then, actually found that quite emotional, that bit. Me too. Me too. I don't know if I would do it. I'd be like, it was him. He made me a lesbian. I know. It's, it's hard <laughs> to say. that. You, I would like to think I would be brave, but I don't know. Um, and then she gets killed. Hannah gets killed by hanging and swears vengeance against Solomon, saying the truth shall be your curse and follow you to eternity. Call back to the setup. And then they show her hanging quite a lot, which I find really horrible. Yeah, it was. Um, again, there is a hanging in that little show called The Sopranos. Oh and I can't wait until it. you watch something else. Do you know when they show hangings... Sorry, this is a trigger warning, talking about suicide. Um... You know when they show like hangings on TV and it's usually cut away quite quick? Mm-hmm. In this episode, they just keep the... Oh, it's no. really still and they just keep it on him and it's horrible. Really horrible to watch. But good, because that is the reality. Yeah, that's horrible. Of the situation. So, you may think that's the end of the film. No, 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 no. Okay, so can I talk about the the witch bit, I'll call it? Because I kind of thought it was going to be the whole film. And I was like, the pace of this is really good. Like, the other films were too slow and kind of boring. The pace is really good, and the reason the pace is good is it's only half a film. Yeah. Literally, it's like an hour and five minutes of it. I know, but it, I think it's the highlight of the trilogy, is that segment. Mm-hmm. And the main reason I think it's the highlight is you actually give a shit. Yeah. Like, you actually give a shit about what's happening. There are stakes. There's an actual danger, and, like, you really care about these girls, because you're like, they haven't done anything, mm-hmm. and they're going to be quite literally killed yep. for having done this. So, like, I felt... I felt really emotional about it like I really wanted them to because there's a bit where you think oh maybe they'll manage to escape from the village and they don't and then yeah when she confesses to save her girlfriend oh it's really beautiful so I think (laughs) don't watch the films but maybe just watch that even though we were slagging off the accents and it looks like a computer (laughs) game at least it's got emotions and stakes and you actually give a shit about what's happening and I feel like in all the others I didn't give a shit. Yeah, and it's, like, more realistic, and it looks realistic. Like, apart from the day for night thing, it's not hyper, like, It's not, like, neon, neon everything, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. I quite like it, um, and I I wish it had ended there. I know. Because then... But I will say the hand thing, you know, from a writer's perspective, I thought that was just a bit of a missed opportunity, because the problem with a lot of these, with all of these films, really, it feels a bit like a grab bag, like they've just chucked a load of stuff in, that doesn't really speak to each other. Hmm. It doesn't really connect. So I was like, what's with the fucking hand chop? And I mm-hmm. thought, you know, maybe it's over the top. But I feel like, wouldn't it have been more affecting and like a neater narrative if there were lots of scenes of her using, <laughs> not in a lewd way, but, you know, like touching her girlfriend's face mm. or like stroking her hair back. And there were these kind of tender moments, like maybe their hands... They're kind of holding hands secretly. Or maybe that's one of her skills in the village is that she can make something. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that would play into the whole lesbianism thing because lesbianisms love nothing more than people who are good with their hands. Exactly. <laughs> or what? maybe she would, like, pot or something. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she was a potter. Or maybe she, like, did something. Or even just, like, baking bread. Just something that you one need One scene your of hands them baking for. Yeah. bread, like, Some really kind easy. of manual dexterity... So that him chopping the hand off... Because, like, why her hand? Why not her foot? Why not Mm. something else? Do you know what I mean? It didn't feel important. Whereas if there had been something layered in earlier that was... You know, because there's all these beautiful photography projects about people's hands and the kind of tender touching of hands and things. And I just thought, that's a shame. That was a wasted opportunity. No, I agree with you. I agree. Oh, well. And then they go on to, like, just ruin everything. (laughs) Because, yeah, we couldn't just leave it there. Because they feel they've got to wrap up the trilogy, and I suppose they do, but here is what was going on. So Sarah Fear is dead, so then Dina comes out of the... We see the real Sarah Fear, and then Dina comes out of um, this 
vision that she's having to modern day. Well, 1904. <laughs> not modern day. Modern day in our minds. Hannah, how old are you? Um, so Dina wakes up having seen all this from her perspective. Um, and basically, here's the thing. Uh, Solomon Good, Goody, with an E on the end, is the ancestor of Sheriff Good. And it's all his family's fault. So the whole curse on the shady side situation, um, it's like one soul has to go out to the devil every few years and then they're the ones that come and do the murdering. That's basically how it's been going on. Oh, look, neat. You could have wrapped that up real quick, couldn't you? Um, so now Sheriff gives the sheriff gives a name to the devil every few years by writing it on a wall. Which is again quite good visual and then that person kills a bunch of people the shady kiss side gets worse sonnevale gets better the good continue to get prosperity they become police chiefs and mayors blah 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 which is like they've taken possibly a socioeconomic like critique and kind of just ruined it by making it paranormal haven't they i know it's not the subtlest <laughs> no. i'll say but at the start i was like Maybe they're going to talk about like the racial politics of why one place becomes mm. good and one place becomes bad in inverted commas. No, no, no. It's no. just a spooky guess. So Dina and her brother, whose name I still can't remember, um, get away in the cop car. Even though the cops, so the cop wants to get them, they get away in the cop car and they go to where Sam is still tied up, possessed. Remember? From I've the... got a real issue with this plot point. Which bit? The possession. Mm-hmm. Go on. Well, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Who's possessed? Who's possessed her? And why is she like a possessed zombie? That has not... No other character in this whole thing has been like zombified. And it's not Seraphia possessing her. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Or maybe it is Seraphia possessing her. But why is she like that though? Like why isn't she... Oh it is Seraphia isn't it? But then why isn't she like possessed by Seraphia and like talking like a pastor? Rather than just like... Exactly. Why is she like a 28 days later zombie? Why? It doesn't make any sense. Because they wanted to reference... All the zombie <laughs> films. Um, but anyway, remember she's at grown up Ziggy's house, Ziggy, the annoying mm-hmm. uh, ginger from the last one. Uh, and annoying they... ginger? <laughs> oh, it's not her fault. She she's was. Ginger. <laughs> no, but she is an annoying ginger. Yeah, true. I'm not saying all gingers are annoying. Speaking as a redhead, Kirsten, <laughs> a natural redhead. Um, <laughs> remember... This cherry red colour is purely natural. <laughs> <laughs> so they try and build in a bit of tension, being like, Oh, but will Ziggy um, do anything to Sheriff Good? Because remember, he saved her life when they were kids because he wanted to, like, whatever. But he did let her sister die, which she seems to completely glossed over. And he didn't have to. No, he didn't at all. Mm. But we get this, like, ooh, will she do it? Will she kill him bit? And also, I don't really care, I guess. No, and then this bit, Kirsty, which I don't understand at all. They all go to the mall. There's a very questionable young black man character... Who is like eighteen different stereotypes all in one? That's that's a, he's a real like old school horror trope, not in a good way. Yeah, although I do you know in part of me likes the bit where they show up and go, "Do you want to kill Sheriff Good?" And he goes, "I'll get my coat." <laughs> nice, but also mm. very the whole he yeah. I feel very bad for that actor having to play that part. So they're in the mall. Um, it's quite an enjoyable mall setting, but it's neon as fuck, and there's neon everywhere. And here's basically what happens. All of the killers from the previous bits and over the many years uh, come, they, they're in the mall. Um, and then <laughs> this goes on for 45 minutes. It's like a fully back on the retro train. Yeah. They mention the Konami code as in like, oh, Sarah, not Sarah, Dina, if anything happens, you've just got to put the Konami code in. It's like, it doesn't make any sense because you're not doing any, what, what is she going to do? Up, up. You know, what, is she going to move? To, just, it's stupid, like, I get it. It's like, everyone goes, oh, it's the Konami code. I remember the Konami code, but it's not doing anything. It's just rammed in there for it's, retro's sake. It's like we were saying in the last one that my brother said, just the thing of, like, hey, remember that? Yeah. Remember that thing? Without doing anything with it. It's the video I sent you, the that song. Remember? Uh, the, oh, you didn't watch it. The guy doing the, like, fake... Soundtrack for... Oh, no, I did watch it. I remember that, yeah. Oh, what's the film called? Uh, Ready Player Ready One. Ready Player One. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's so funny. That's yeah. still so good. I haven't seen or read Ready Player One, but I have watched several angry reviews of it, which I enjoy doing. <laughs> oh, I might do that later. Yeah. Oh, I love an angry review. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it seems like that whole film is just saying stuff. Yeah. Just remember that thing. And that's it. Do you feel like it was going to go somewhere? Like, if someone was like, hey, do you remember Marathon Bars? You'd be like, yeah. 
And they'd be like, oh no, that's it. <laughs> that's the end of it. But for two and a half hours? Yeah. Anyway, so here's the end of this. It's basically just that. So the plan is that they'll carry him, not carry him, but carry, C-A-R-R-I-E, him, is in drop a bucket of blood mm. on the sheriff for reasons that I don't really understand. All these fucking references. Yeah. And for what? Again, for what? I don't know why they need to put blood all over him and I don't understand whose blood that is. I didn't quite catch it. Um, anyway, it's torturously long and involves some real Fe- Freddy versus Jason Isn't shit. It Sarah's no, not Sam. Isn't it Sam's blood? Well, how have they got a bucket of Sam's blood? It's another issue, isn't it? I've had quite a lot of blood taken out of me lately for various reasons. And let me tell you, there's not that much. Maybe she's had a really bad period. <laughs> oh, Jesus Like, Christ. really bad. Yeah. That's like a, a bucket of blood. I know, that's a lot. Loads. That's like all the... I don't think I've bled that much in my entire life. Your period's been... generally not as much as you think it is as well. No, it really isn't. Um... So yeah, the Freddy versus Jason shit where like all the killers go for each other and then kill each other. Stupid. They managed to get Sheriff Good into that sort of beating pile of dark organic matter, if you remember from the previous film. Oh, films. you're not going to say the reason he's called Sheriff Good is just to set up this one <gasps> stupid fucking line. Paris' least favourite line. Oh, we'll be getting to it. Okay, cool. It's just in case you... Because I think you mentioned it before and then I was like, I also want to hate on that line. So good, we're going to get there. Okay, well, we'll say it now. The line is, good is evil. It's not worth it. Why did you do it? It's not worth it. Someone thought that was really Somebody clever. Somebody hated it so much they've set an alarm off. Oh, it's stopped already. <laughs> um, why, didn't, why did no one remove that? I know. It's just shit. It's just... Ugh. It's one of those lines that when you write it, you're like, I'm so clever. And then in workshop, everyone's like, get rid get of rid that. Get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, one of those where I look at you and I go, Kirsty. You've got to get rid of that. You can't, you're not allowed that. You always <laughs> you say know? I'm not allowed it. <laughs> you're not allowed that one. <laughs> Things I'm not allowed. Redly. <laughs> and bodily. <laughs> I'm not allowed those. I'm not allowed a top. No, never. <laughs> never again. I've stopped even writing that. Anytime I put it now, I'm like, it's not going to get through Kirsty, so that's fine. Um, you can have it if you want. I just strongly advise not. <laughs> so this, the guy puts <clears throat> his head, hand into a beating pile of organic matter and then he sees all the victims of his family's cuntishness um, and then Sarah slash Dina stabs him and he's dead and all the killers go away and the curse is lifted and Sam is unpossessed and the film ends with her and Dina kissing two gigantic by the pixies which I kind of liked because I, I love that like song. That, yeah. I love that song. And it's a good shot from above and it was just looked all well turned out. And do you know what? See if it didn't have the sort of random 90s playlist element in all the other films that moment would have been killer yeah but it just felt a bit like the same old shit the whole film like it could have been a really good short film about 1666 Mm. but in fact what we got was this like bloated weird like the whole last 45 minutes i was like what is fucking happening here like could you not have written this any better i also had a logistical issue that they use all these underground caves to get around to where all the things were and then so the camp in the woods from the second film, mm. they go through a little underground tunnel to get from there to the mall because mm. that's where the hand was. Right. And I'm like, how is the camp in the middle of the woods so close to the mall? Yeah. Which is presumably not in the middle of the woods. Could be on the outskirts of the town. <sighs> I mean, maybe. It just seemed like the geography was wrong. I mean, they've not thought about it for a second. Plus <laughs> they've not. Come on. There was one bit that I liked. And I'm not going to have it in my... It's not my KKK corner. <laughs> my quite good bit. Because it's not a good bit. I just liked it. That someone has a stab vest made out of Fair Street books. <laughs> yeah, that was quite, quite fun. <laughs> that was kind of like a so bad it's good moment. There are some good moments. I was also really surprised to hear Oasis at the end. Do Americans yeah. know Oasis? I thought it was like quite famous that they'd never made America. Maybe the music supervisor is just an Oasis fan and is like... They didn't manage it in the 90s, but I'm going to introduce them to America now. I also quite enjoyed hearing The Offspring. Yeah. Because I have not heard them for such a fucking long time. Oh my god, I used to listen to The Offspring when I was snowboarding. Because it's just so frenetic. Yeah. It's so snowboardy. It really is really snowboardy. Them and, um, oh, not against me. It was like a band like that. Anyway, very good snowboarding. I still remember being very drunk in Glasgow town. So I was about 15, me and my mate having gone to the Cat House Unders, 
being incredibly drunk, wandering the streets of Glasgow, singing, um, uh, was it, what was it called? Go- Gone Away? Mm, Do yeah. you remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> like wailing that at the top of our lungs. I think I've told you that my secret shame is that uh, Want You Bad by Offspring like turns me on a bit. That's weird. That's genuinely <laughs> weird. I know. Every I time, can't. Though. I can't accept that. <laughs> no one should accept that. It's, it's not okay. Um, can I do Parry's favorite line? Mm-hmm. It's s- not good as evil. <laughs> Incredible. That's P L F L. Parry's least favorite line. Okay. P F L is you smell like an androgynous baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like someone might say to me. That's quite uh, scathing. <laughs> this is a really good line. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like because uh, at one point someone puts. They put perfume on and then that... But I think, why would you fucking put perfume on? They just put perfume on because they really want to use that line. Oh, I did like it when she just randomly covered herself in Carbon Klein. But it's just so they could use that line. I think so, yeah. Which, a little bit weird. I just, through this whole thing, I just liked Dina way more than I liked her in the first film. Like, through the old bits and the new bits. Did you just fancy her a bit? Yeah, that is... You know you know how I feel about Kelly Hurd. I know, I know. <laughs> She's too young for you, I'll tell you that right now. Um, well, the hell? Do you reckon she is in real on. life? She's like 19. Of age, though. Yeah, but... Okay. I'm going to look up how old these characters, these actors are. So, is it not that the, the acceptable age for you is half your age plus seven? So what's that for you? 24. Well, there you go then. <laughs> look, I'm not saying I want to do anything. I just want to have a look. Um... <laughs> don't. Someone's <laughs> going to take that clip. And you'll be in trouble. Yeah, okay. And the thing is, I know we won't... Hang on. Kiana Madeira, oh, what a good name, born in uh, in 1992. Okay, oh, wait, so that's they're older right. then. Hang on then. So she. Uh, so she's in her 20s then. Hang on, so she's so... only eight years younger than me. No, she's not. She's. Tw- oh, yeah, she's 28. Wow. She's 28. Fucking hell, I didn't look that. What face fresh cream face. she got? Yeah, what is your. Is it definitely her? She's also from Toronto, so Canadian, so get some. Um... Oh. Huh. Well, I want her skincare routine. I wonder if they're all that old then. Old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought she was way younger than that. Okay. Yeah, well, I thought they were like 18, 19. Good on your skincare then. My lord. That is incredible. Alright, you're allowed to fancy her then. <laughs> Olivia Scott Walsh. Oh, we don't get how old she is. Right, anyway, uh that's make me makes me feel less pervy and okay. good, so that's good. What do we think overall? I think this is the best of the films, mm-hmm. which isn't saying that much. Okay. Or at least the first half of it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the first half made it for me. I did kind of drift off a bit in the second half because it just felt like, oh, we're back at this again. And you thought you were finished, so psychologically everything feels too long after it, but also 45 minutes is too long. And you felt like you had the emotional moment because it is quite emotional. Mm-hmm. This She c- confesses to save her girlfriend and then she dies and you're like, oh, the emotions. And then you come back to this, <laughs> quote, modern day <laughs> part and you're like, oh shit, we're doing this part that I don't care about. Yeah. And it's incredible how it's the same two characters, really. And then in the olden days part, you really care. And then in the new part, you don't really care. And I know they really attempted to put all this conflict in of like, it's Shady Side versus Sunny Vale. Vale. Not Dale. <laughs> um, and like, oh, her mum doesn't like Dina. And But you, you don't really care. It doesn't feel real. Like, what are the stakes? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Why is she a fucking possessed zombie? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. The whole, it's just too neon and like, I don't know, it's just stupid at the end. Yeah, I would say just watch, just watch the witch bit. Yeah. It's quite good. I would give the witch bit four out of five. Yeah. And I would give the whole film three. Because mm. I would give the end two. Yeah, all right, that balances out. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree. Is it good, bad? Eh. Mm. I like the stab vest of Fear Street books. <laughs> <laughs> there are some good bits. It's just like generally the 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 whole three the whole thing the whole three, the vibe is off. Yeah, it feels it contrived. Yes, that's a very good word for it. It doesn't feel like it feels like it's been um. I was gonna say photoshopped. That's the wrong word. Like focus grouped. Mm, yeah. It feels like it's been written by committee, which I don't think it has actually. I think it's just got one screenwriter. It's got but three. It, oh, all right. Well, I think it doesn't feel like it's. How it many is a committee? Well, I suppose you don't know how many people they committed with before they wrote it, but True. it just doesn't feel like something that's come out of someone's, you know, deep passion for something. Mm. It feels like exactly what it is, which is 
just trying to tag on to other 90s nostalgia things. Yeah. It just didn't feel real in any way. Or it felt, like, commodified. Yeah. Maybe, like... So here's the production history. Uh, in 2015, it was announced a film adaptation based on the Fear Street book series was being developed by 20th Century Studios, then known as 20th Century Fox. Oh, I didn't realise it changed when Disney bought it. I think here's oh, the thing. As with anything to do with Disney, they're not trying to make art. They're trying to make a cultural moment. Like, what's that really famous... Michael Eisner quote something like we're not in the business of making good films like we're in the business of making money and good films might just happen at the same time I'm paraphrasing horribly but essentially they're not really concerned with the with the artistic merit of things anymore and a lot of the times they are good films yeah because I don't like the live action money. remakes for many reasons but a lot of Disney films are really fucking good yeah or they used to be mm. I don't know if no they... I don't know I've seen some of the new ones so Coco that's really good oh I've not seen that mm-hmm. maybe it's just that I've stopped watching I think it probably is. I I mean, you kind of outgrow stuff as well. Yeah, true. But anyway, my my point being, like, they're just getting in. They're more concerned with who will come and spend money. And um, it says here that Kyle Killen, who is a man, was hired to <laughs> <laughs> a man hired to, uh, hired to write the script for the film. In July, the project was announced as a trilogy with Janiak. I don't know who it is, set to direct and rewrite the scripts. Oh, mm. oh, bitchy. With her partner. Mmm. See, maybe that's why it's bad. Maybe they're partners together. Mm. Oh, but then if... So it's got three writers. So it's got the... Oh, no, he's not the original guy. So... It Lee, sounds like there's been a lot of fingers in this pie. Yes. Which is always Or a lot of um, bad. toes in this pond, which is... <laughs> What my friend said to me recently, I think what she meant is you've got your fingers in a lot of pies, but she said you've got your toes in a lot of ponds. And I was like, yeah, thanks. I love how impossible that is. I know. <laughs> like, how close are these ponds? Um, I mean, how close would the pies have to be? True. But you can have it. close pies. That's true. Closer than ponds. <laughs> and your toes don't spread that well. So what we're saying is generally it's a mess. Yeah. Okay. I think it's, again, I think it's got the same problem as it... And um, scary stories to tell in the dark. That mm. it's just, it's kind of a mess. Like yeah. this, each there's lots of like good set pieces or good scenes, but it just doesn't come together, and you just don't care about I think, stuff. I think they were generally better than I was expecting, apart from the second one, which was fucking awful. I mm. thought they were all going to be unwatchable, and I did watch them. <laughs> No one can say that I didn't watch these three films. That's true. Now, interestingly, because remember when we were like, why is it even this... Oh, hello, loud man. (laughs) We were like, why is it even this witch called Sarah Fear? That's stupid. That was never in the books. Well, (gasps) we've discovered with our reading, or clearly Heather hasn't read them yet, but I have read them, (laughs) the books that we're doing for the next Patreon. I mean, it's not next month, till next month, so don't worry about it. Um... The Patreon books that we're doing mm-hmm. is the Fear Street Cheerleaders, mm. which features a possession by Sarah Fear. <gasps> no, I have not read so them So that's <laughs> where that element comes from. Although it, the plot of it doesn't match up with the film, but that one element. So anyway, if you want to hear more about that, then that's on the, we'll be doing that on the Patreon. We'll be doing all fucking five oh. <laughs> of the Fear Street Cheerleaders books. Why isn't it called Fear Street? F-I-E-R. Because that's her name. Because that is confusing. It's got bastardised over time. Yeah, I don't know. Must be. Fear Street. Oh, God. Anyway. um, This will really be the end of me. What are we giving them out of... What are we giving this one out of five? We're giving oh, it we, three. Oh, you said three. And is it good, bad? Not really. No, it's not good, Two. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, I'm going to say don't watch it. Maybe just watch the witch bit. If you're going to watch any of the three, watch this one. But stop it. Yeah, just watch that. Just watch the witch bit, really. <laughs> I wouldn't bother with the rest of it. No. They're not even like fun to have on in the background, I don't think. So, as you might remember from previous seasons, we're going to have a wrap-up episode next time mm-hmm. where we try and compare both books and films in this That'll one. That would be an, an interesting experiment. But also, they were also similar that I think we're going to really struggle. <laughs> it doesn't help that they're all robots dying. <laughs> Luckily, I've got my notes with me so we can at least try and remind ourselves what they all were. Oh, God. I'll run through the book covers it's fucking months since we read the first ones i can't remember (laughs) them (laughs) 
generally it's going to be a catastrophe. Yeah. So join us for that join terrible us for catastrophe. The catastrophe. <laughs> uh, and between now and then, you can get us at on Twitter at teenage scream underscore and on Instagram at teenage scream pod. And if you want to hear me slowly lose my will to live <laughs> over the succeeding months of this year, um, you can join us on Patreon, and it's patreon.com slash teenage scream podcast, where we will. We've already done the like prequel series, uh, Fair Street prequel series. Prequel were they? What did we do? I think they were House of Evil. There's so many. Oh yeah, they are prequels, aren't they? Um, And now we're doing the cheerleader series, which I imagine is very much Hollyoaks After Dark. I can't wait. I just can't wait. Do you know what they're more like? Sweet Valley High After Dark. Are they short? No. Oh no. (laughs) Okay. Well, join us for me just descending into some sort of madness. Um, and don't watch the films. Bye.